completed the Old Testament on our run through the Bible, as we're taking 10 steps through the Bible story. But before we move on to the New Testament, let's review what we've done so far. Thanks for listening to The Bible Brief. In step one, we saw God create the universe and everything in it. And we saw him place the first humans, Adam and Eve, in a lush garden, full of everything they needed. But things soon went wrong. Adam and Eve, being tempted by the serpent Satan, take the fruit from the forbidden tree. They experienced spiritual death or separation from God, and they experienced eventual physical death as well. But in the midst of this, we saw the first of God's many promises in the Old Testament. God promises that a descendant of the woman would come and deal a deadly blow to the serpent, yet would suffer a blow from the serpent as well. Remember, this is from Genesis 3 verse 15. In step two, Eve's descendant, or seed, had not yet come. And so we meet Abraham. Abraham is the one to whom God promises three things in the Abrahamic covenant. The land, the seed, and the blessing to the nations. This was the land of Canaan, many seed or offspring that would make up a nation, and that one of those seed would defeat his enemies and bless all the nations of the world. In this Abrahamic covenant, God added a layer to the promise of the seed of Eve. The seed of Eve is the same seed of Abraham, who will bless the world and defeat his enemies. In step three, we saw the descendants that God promised to Abraham have become a nation. They are enslaved in Egypt. God calls Moses to lead the people out of Egyptian slavery, and Moses demands that the Pharaoh let the Israelites go. Yet Pharaoh resists, and God sends ten plagues upon the nation to show his power to save his people. With our description of the final plague, we introduced the idea of substitution. This idea was that in order to temporarily appease the death penalty for sin, God allowed the Israelites to sacrifice animals in their place. This allowed the Israelites to draw near to God without incurring judgment by Him. Again, this was due to the holiness of God and His perfect moral righteousness. Sin and sinfulness cannot be in God's presence. Finally, we saw God give a law to the people that accompanied blessings and curses. If the people obeyed the law, they would enjoy blessing in the land of Canaan promised to Abraham. But if the people disobeyed the law, they would be severely cursed and cast out of the land. In step four, we saw the Israelites finally enter the land of Canaan after their slavery in Egypt. Eventually, they demanded a king be placed over them, and we saw the first three kings of united Israel. Saul, David, and Solomon. In this episode, we highlighted the Davidic covenant that put more layers on God's promises. David was promised a dynasty, a throne, and an everlasting kingdom. Further, he would have a descendant or a seed who would rule on his throne in that everlasting kingdom. We're seeing the picture of this seed of Eve, of Abraham, and of David, who would not only defeat evil and bless the world, but also rule as king over an everlasting kingdom. In step five, we saw the kingdom of Israel split into two kingdoms, the kingdom of Israel in the north and the kingdom of Judah in the south. In each of these kingdoms, we saw continued rebellion against the law that God had given the nation. But God sends prophets to warn the people and asks them to turn away from their sins and back to God. The prophets warn that each of the kingdoms will be invaded if the people continue in their rebellion. And for both kingdoms, this comes to pass. The northern kingdom of Israel is conquered by the Assyrian Empire, and the southern kingdom of Judah is conquered by the Babylonian Empire to go into exile for 70 years. 
Yet in the midst of this conquest, one of these prophets announces more promises. God is going to make a new covenant agreement with Israel and Judah, where he will write his teaching on their hearts and will forgive their sin. This won't be like the law that he gave them before entering the land of Canaan long ago. Instead, this will be a completely new covenant, where God himself will fill his people with knowledge of him and his instructions. In step six, we saw the kingdom of Judah in exile, and we focused on a particular prophet that was active in the city of Babylon during this time. This man's name was Daniel, and he interpreted many of the Babylonian king's dreams that described future events in the kingdoms of the world. Even more, Daniel himself prophesies about the activity of Messiah 483 years after a decree goes out for the rebuilding of the city of Jerusalem. As the 70 years of exile for the kingdom of Judah comes to an end, the hope of Messiah continues to mount. Finally, in step 7, the final step of the Old Testament, we saw the three waves of Israelites return to the land after the 70 years of exile. This was concurrent with an attempted holocaust of the Jews at the bidding of an evil man Haman that was thwarted by the beautiful Jewish queen of Persia named Esther. God saved his people through whom his promises would be fulfilled. Finally, we saw the official decree for the rebuilding of Jerusalem issued in 444 BC. The clock that Daniel announced in step 6 has now been started. Messiah would be coming soon. As we close the Old Testament, we've learned about so many promises of God. The promises include the seed of Eve who will defeat his enemy, the same seed of Abraham who will bless the world, the same seed of David who will rule over an everlasting kingdom, the new covenant agreement to Jeremiah in which God will forgive the sin of the people of Israel and write his teaching on their hearts, and finally, the promise of a Messiah that's coming soon through Daniel, this Messiah who will be killed. We leave the Old Testament with an air of mystery. How can a dead Messiah fulfill all the promises? How can a dead Messiah rule over an everlasting kingdom? These questions weren't alien to the Jewish people, and we'll see in the next episode their attempts at answering these perplexing questions as we come to meet the Messiah. Thanks for listening to The Bible Brief. Do you have a question about the Bible? It could be featured on a future show. You can submit a question by going to our website, BibleLiteracyFoundation.com, and clicking on the podcast page. There you can submit a text or audio question. We'd love to hear from you. The Bible Brief is brought to you by the Bible Literacy Foundation, dedicated to helping people like you learn the Bible. Copyright Bible Literacy Foundation 2022.